Hey everybody, it's uh, Moses here uh, from TDG and with the Moses and the 10 questions. Today we are going to be sitting with uh, Vanessa Roth and uh, from that side, all that I can say is, is uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call her Van from now on. She's been a special part of Ultron Carabina. Uh, not only she's helped a lot of people, uh, great names like Carl Hill, Chris Huntingford have also come through Van. Uh, the laughter, the fun, and everything else that's uh, come along the way. And Van's done so much, not only for me, but for a lot of the people here at this company. And uh, she's been part of the family forever. Uh, we look forward to hearing her 10 questions. And uh, we welcome Van. So Van, welcome to the, the podcast. And how are you doing? Hey, Brad, how's it going? It's an absolute pleasure to be here. I know that it's been a long time in the coming, but I'm really glad that we got our planets to align and here we are chatting and shout out to Chris and Carl, who Brett's already mentioned. What superstars? <laughs> Hectic. Uh, just a quick question from my side. You, you hire some crazy people that make a difference in business. How do you do it and what's your gift? <laughs> you know what? I just think that you, you need to find the good in people and you need to find something that's different because for me, everyone is so different and everyone's going to bring a different dimension to the business. You can't just look for the same kind of characters all the time. And for me, the quirkier, the better, because they just make work so interesting. And if I'm going to be spending so many hours here, I'd rather work with interesting people as opposed to really dull people. Yeah, I, I think uh, <laughs> I still I still remember the day that I came with uh, came to my first interview with you and you said to me, listen, you can't wear that. I think you need to change it up for the next <laughs> interview. So yeah, thanks. Thanks for that and kudos and that type of thing. So that's brilliant. So I don't know if we can get into your questions. Uh, I don't know if you're happy with them, but yeah. we, we're going to smash them along the way. So here are your 10 questions, starting with question number one. What is something you think everyone should do at least once in their lives? Okay, th this was quite an interesting one for me. And, and I think that I don't have a particular activity, but I think everyone needs to put themselves out of their comfort zone. So I'm someone who's always lived life to the extreme. So I've bungee jumped, I've scuba dived, I've done a whole lot of ridiculous things. And for me, as long as you're doing one of those extreme things that makes you actually get those cold sweats and shivers and you know, your life flashes before your very eyes, just do it. I think there has to be some point in someone's life when you do something that makes you completely uncomfortable. Well, I think I was trying to be uncomfortable the other day when I almost signed up for uh, strip pole dancing. I don't know if that's actually a, a sport. Uh, what's your views on that? Well, uh, Brett, as long as you don't send photos or videos, <laughs> you can do whatever you want, my friend. Oh, uh, epic, epic. <laughs> Crazy. Question number two. If someone asked to be your apprentice and learn all that you know, what would you teach them? For me, the most important thing in life is, is relationships and the way that you deal with people. So if I look at my career, and yes, I know I'm sitting here in recruitment and I have been for 10 years, I've also been a, a primary school teacher, I've also been a scuba diving instructor, but all of the roles have been people-orientated roles. And what I would try and teach someone, take aside the career, the job, is just to treat everyone the same because as I've mentioned before, everyone has got something of value to offer. You just need to take the time to listen to them. And that would be probably my greatest parting gift is treat everyone equally and don't just judge people before they walk through the door. Like Van, I must say, um, you do have a gift with that. Uh, hence, we sitting across uh, the table from one another. I can't thank you enough. And for everybody listening out there, you better hit up Van. I'm going to send some links afterwards. So just uh, keep, keep, keep an eye on this lady at the moment. There's places where she's going. But there's questions that we're going to ask later with that. So moving on to question number three. Okay. 
picture this. There's a lot of you've 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 had a good life. I mean, we've all had our ups and downs in life. Question number three: What is your most treasured memory? Sure, and I, you know, and I read this one, and I just thought there are so many because I'm so blessed, and I really have been experienced so many awesome opportunities in life. But yeah. for me, if I had to separate it, I, I can't. I can't think of just one memory. But my memories are always the ones that have been special times with family and close friends. So. For me, that's really important. I've got a lot of close girlfriends who I um, went to school with in Durban, and whenever we get together, that's really special times. Uh, my family is very special to me, you know, my extended family, my cousins, um, aunts, uncles, as well as my immediate family. I love spending time with my husband and my son. And um, just whatever we're doing, as long as it's together and, you know, we're focusing on each other and we're not worrying about work or bills or groceries or anything like that just those special times like i think back to uh you know the december january holidays and we went and we spent 10 days sitting on the beach in durban and my son was surfing and we were swimming and it was just such easy times and for me that was just so special oh man it sounds like uh, you and i have a special place for durban by the sounds of it Absolutely. so yeah definitely the, the, the beach sleep, the sleepy fishing village <laughs> <laughs> the sleeping fishy village <laughs> So, okay, so we, we know as kids, a lot of the kids are uh, adventurous, uh, uh, being naughty, mischievous, and so forth like that. So I thought this would be a relevant question for you. Um, it might not be ladylike, but I thought, uh, I think we all <laughs> got to try it at some point in our lives. Question number four, as a kid, did you ever try and see how far your spit could touch the ground and then you try and slurp it back up where it's like, touch the ground and you go, try and slurp it up. You know what? I must have done that. And, I, and I'm just having a flashback to like Durban <laughs> Beachfront with like one of those like sucking sweets that was super sour and they like got all of your saliva <laughs> going and really like gooey. And But to be honest, I probably didn't try and get it to touch the ground. I probably tried to place it on my brother or something and then see when he noticed and see oh. if I could slurp it back up. Oh, that is so gross. <laughs> that is gross. Can you believe it? Oh, no. Hectic, hectic. <laughs> Um, okay, question number five. Okay, so this is this is kind of cool because we we know you as Van. If you could, if you if you had if you if you could change your name, what would you change it to? To be honest with you, I don't want to change my name, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little bit of a different answer. Okay, so so I'm actually about to launch my own business venture at the moment, and what I've decided instead of something boring like putting myself as the title, as the owner, or you know being a little bit cheeky and calling myself a CEO or MD, I've decided I'm going to call myself the head cheerleader because let's face it, in your business, you've got to have someone who's going to be the cheerleader and be your brand ambassador. So we have been here at Ultron Carabina for ten years. Yeah, I've asked for about five years to have my title changed to the head cheerleader. And they weren't keen on it. And I understand, you know, we're a business, we're a corporate. Oh. So I thought, now I'm opening my own business, I'm just going to call myself the head cheerleader. Oh, that's, so that's in- cool. That's insane. So I'm just picking up Van's pom-poms here quickly. <laughs> and you can hear them shaking there, as you can hear peeps from that side. So yeah, the pom-poms are in the office and it's real. So keeping it gangster. So obviously, uh, living in South Africa, Van, um, this, is, this is a tradition that I think, I don't know if it is true or not true, but uh, you've traveled a lot more than me. Question number six. In South Africa, there is a tradition to pick up impala droppings. So for everybody that's out there, it's a small little antelope that has like small little round droppings like a rabbit. And uh, that uh, sometimes we have a competition where you put it in your mouth and you can see how far you can spit this dropping out. Is it a true tradition and could you explain 
to us what are the keys, key ways of winning at this sport or this traditional sport? You know, I actually do believe that this is a sport, and I think it's just short to the Olympics at this point. <laughs> no, <laughs> no oh, it's, it. it's definitely a South African thing, but I am going to say it's definitely a South African male activity. And oh, I'm saying this okay. because I have seen South African males do this. And um, for me, the thought, and, and when I asked, how do you put some other animals, to be blunt, poo in your mouth, I was just told <laughs> that it's got this really strong casing around it, and it's mainly grass anyway. So, well, first of all, I wouldn't choose to put grass in my mouth, but it does happen, and I think that it's, a, it's, it's an amazing art, but it's not something I'm interested in. This is not the extreme sport that I was referring to earlier. Okay, so uh, listen, I'm going to add to that story. Um, might be embarrassing, and I might actually get ragged. So, um, it's actually, you're supposed to get the dry droppings, guys. So just to let you know, it's the dry <laughs> droppings. Um, I made the amateur mistake of getting fresh oh, droppings. No, <laughs> so uh, I had a dirty Sanchez by the time I actually put it there. So yeah, I do apologize for the listeners out there, but PG, PG 18. So yeah, thanks, man, for that. And uh, yeah, what, it's all good. So question number seven. Okay. So this is... We, you, you've got so much energy, Van. You, you're an awesome person. You've, 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 you've created a wonderful culture, not only, um, it sounds like, in your home life and everything else, but also for Ultron Carabina. Um, you love what you do. Why is that? So you spoke about the cheerleader. Just tell us, why, why do you love what you do? I think for me, and, and in this new business venture, what I'm doing is I'm going back to teaching and training, which really is my passion. So my yeah. qualification is I'm a qualified teacher. Yeah. And um, I love helping others. And I think that gone are the days of where you hold on to information because information is power. I mean, that's crap. It's let's get out there, let's share, let's collaborate. Pretty much what you guys are doing at TTG. You're growing an awesome community. And that's what I'm doing in South Africa. I'm growing a sourcing community because I love giving back and I love to help others. It's pointless me finding all of these amazing candidates that I find because I know how to source, but then I'm not sharing it with people. So that's the first thing. And the reason why I love the, the recruitment game and not just because it's in my DNA is because I get to change people's lives. And uh, that's important because if you change someone's life by getting them a better job, especially now that we've been running all these grad programs, you get them a job, you don't only, only actually change their life, you change their families' lives, you potentially change the community. And for me, that's really important because we need more people that want to change lives in this country. But hang on, Van, you're not just in one country. I've seen you actually been traveling around the world. Um, just, I think yes. the thing is, are you? I don't think you're going to be limiting yourself just to one geographical region. I think you should be traveling the world. And I think you're traveling somewhere else, if I'm not mistaken, recently. Yes. Uh, well, I'm actually off on Saturday to Seattle. I'm presenting at a sourcing conference there called SourceCon Seattle, which I'm really excited about. Oh, that's cool. And what I'm, what I'm presenting about is, um, my title is, So You Think You've Got Diversity Issues. So basically, I'm, I'm going over there to show the Yanks kind of what happens when you are... Um, uh, when diversity becomes law, so how it is in South Africa with our triple B, double E, and and how diversity becomes law and how that affects the recruitment industry. And I, and I think it's going to knock their socks off and there's going to be a few people 
squirming in their seats and feeling a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't wait. Oh, Van. So I mean, it, it's so exciting. It's it is. it's it's so like I'm I'm actually quite jelly at the moment. You, you get <laughs> come to come in my suitcase. Yeah, no. Look, I, I was gonna I was gonna hint that, but now that you're really saying it, uh, I'll it's, fold you up really small and put you next to the twenty other people that are coming. I just need an oxygen mask uh, if you don't mind, because it's gonna be a bit claustrophobic in there. And uh, as long as I got some energy bars, that's all gonna be tight. So yeah. So wishing you well on the trip and Thank always you. a success from that side and that type of thing. So yeah, moving on to question number eight. Okay, so you've seen a lot of people, you've spoken to a lot of people, uh, you've we're sitting across the table. Um, I had a business before. Now I've joined the company from that side. Um, what tips can you give to our listeners to put on their CVs or resumes that's actually going to make that difference to the person that's actually looking at the resume? I mean, obviously, each, each recruitment um, uh, agency or recruitment person looks at something different. But if there's something small that you can actually just give to the listeners out there that would make that difference uh, in order for them to, uh, like you're saying, being that cheerleader and changing people's lives, you know? I think that I could actually talk about this for the next hour and a half, but I won't. I'm going to just summarize (laughs) Keep it short. Keep it short, please. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Basically, what I want to say is that you need to, your CV isn't enough these days. So you need to build an online reputation, which is why I've hacked Brett for so long to get onto Facebook. And now that you all see him there, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm expecting lots of thanks. So um, <laughs> you, your CV isn't strong enough just as a standalone document anymore. So what I'm actually doing is I want to encourage people to, to develop what I'm calling an online career brand. So get your LinkedIn profile up to date, get your Facebook tidy, get your Twitter tidy, all of those things, because that's the first thing people do when they get your CV. And I think that that's more important is that, you know, you've got to back up what you're saying on your CV with your online profiles, because it's too easy these days for people to go and actually see, hold on, you haven't got that you worked at company X on your LinkedIn profile. Why did you leave it off there? But it's on your CV. What happened? It's already opening up a whole lot yeah. of question marks and, and, and that's going to be a problem. So... Not only do you have to have an amazing CV that stands out because that's your foot in the door and that's how people are going to select you and there's no excuse these days. There's loads of funky CV uh, templates that you can download on Microsoft Word um, and on the internet and things like that. But just make sure that you're backing it up by having a really good online brand because even if you're not looking and then you're going to be classed as what we call passive talent, there's going to be people who are looking for you. And they want people who stand out. Oh, that's epic. So I think the thing is also, uh, ladies and gentlemen and everybody listening, and uh, that's awesome advice, Van. So I think I think the social media platforms is that we should actually be very careful of what we say on it. Absolutely. We should be there, but also use it as a brand. So I took Van's advice, went onto Facebook, <laughs> found some friends, uh, ended up on, on a TDG community. Thanks, uh, thanks to Carl, Will, Chris. Uh, Kassan, everybody else around the world, Elaine, so forth like that. But also just keep your profile clean, guys. I think the thing is, is you, if, you, if, if we are going to go down that route, start cleaning it up before you start because we do do credit checks, validation checks, and Van's 100% correct is that once you, um, how can I say, emulate uh, everything that you're doing, not only from a paper that you're handing to somebody, but in your day-to-day life, I think uh, Van's 100% and, and correct. And just, yeah. just another point to that, I mean, I do a lot of consulting to people around their LinkedIn profiles and how they can approve them and how they can stand out from their peers is that 
I'm very glad that I don't have a weekend hobby of skinning cats alive because that would be really <laughs> awkward. But you know what? Within reason, they still want to see that you are a person. Um, if you've got a family, like I love keeping up with the, the Chris Huntingfords and all of their family escapades because I know them, but they never kind of cross that line. And that's very important, you know, no extreme political views or anything like that, which could put a potential employee off. Because if we're going to search for you there, I can tell you now that the clients are too. Yeah, no, that's epic. And uh, I think the last uh, episode that I saw old Scruff is that uh, his uh, his plasma TV or his uh, LED TV had paint all over it in the last stunt. So I think, uh, yeah, so that was that was a good chuckle there. So yeah, Chris, uh, we're shouting out to you guy, big guy. Yeah, and Nikki, how's it next? Okay, next as well, and that type of thing. So question number nine, Van, and um, I think the thing is, this is definitely for you. I really wanted it out there. Uh, changes everywhere and you've changed your path and uh, how and where are you going you, you spoke about going on your own you you spoke about doing this but what is the end goal what are you what are you looking for van Jeez, at the end of the day, I'm looking for a long beach and a hammock and a pina colada in my hand. Oh. That's, that's the, the end dream. Um, but before we get there, so, so what I'm doing is I'm basically focusing on the sourcing side of recruitment. So okay. it's almost quite techy, and I think I've kind of fallen into it by doing techy recruitment for so long. And, you know, I got a little bit more interested in the coding and, and how websites mm. and things are set up. And basically what it is, is it's finding candidates in places that you wouldn't expect other people to be looking. So... The candidates at the moment on job boards are not great. They're not your top-notch candidates. LinkedIn is inundated by recruiters. But then Facebook's got five times the data and information than LinkedIn. So why aren't we sourcing candidates on Facebook? And Mm. then similarly, why are we not looking on Twitter and Instagram and how to write a Boolean search string and X-ray certain sites? And, you know, there's a whole exciting world out there and there's no one doing training around this in South Africa. So I thought, right, this is my opportunity. I see a niche and... um, What I'm going to be doing is offering sourcing training uh, in South Africa, which is awesome. I launched on the 1st of April. I'm already booked for the whole of April and May, which uh, I'm taking as a good sign. A lot of of clients that I've signed up. And um, yeah, I can't wait. I really and truly cannot wait. Considering I've done zero marketing or advertising around this or mentioned it to anyone, I'm pretty impressed with the result. Oh, Van, that is so exciting. And I think the thing is, it's it's obviously due to the traveling as well. You you, you were, like I'm saying, you're going to Seattle. You've been to where, Prague, if I'm not mistaken. I was in Budapest last Budapest. year. Budapest. So at the end of the day, if you guys are listening and you need Van just to help you, this is the right person right here, right now. Not me, because by the sounds of it, Van's going to outcode me with all her bullying stuff and that type of thing. So I've lost my J-O-B. <laughs> so yeah, so Van, we, from our side, we're wishing you well and uh, much love. It's uh, You've been a nice. real awesome culture to us. And, uh, but, but we, we love also, the show. good news is I'm not completely stepping away from Ultron Carabina. I mean, uh, it would be too much like divorcing an extended family, which I have real issues with. <laughs> when, I did, when I did resign to the big boss, I had to hold back the ugly cry because it was coming. Oh, but um, I'm, I'm hanging around. I'm hanging around to help source some really strategic positions for them. Some exciting things coming up on the horizon. Some new roles. And I actually just can't wait to sink my teeth into uh, it. I don't know if anybody heard that. So if you are in some senior positions and uh, <laughs> you need to be hooked up with a great family, Van, Van is the person to chat to and that type of thing. So um, obviously ending off now, Van, um, we always end off by asking who would you like on the Moses and the 10 questions podcast uh, for TDG and why 
You know what? So I've, I've thought long and hard about this, and um, I think because we all have the link and we've all been through the Carabiner brand, and for me, when I think of the Ultron Carabiner brand, there's only one person who stands out for me in, in my mind, and that's, and that's Mr. Grant van der Waal, and he's our MD at the moment of, of the business, and he, for me, has been uh, the person who's determined our company culture for the 10 years that I've been here, and even longer because he's obviously run this business here for, for 19 years. And he's such an interesting character, but he really is not a guy who likes to be in the spotlight. Um, but he really is fascinating, really interesting to talk to. I'm very privileged in my position. I've got to spend a lot of time with him, have a lot of really good conversations. And I think his, his vision and what he's done in the IT space and, and what he's done at Ultron Carabina, I mean, he's been like an unofficial big brother to me and I know so many other people. I'd like to learn more about, about him and let him have a, have a crack at whoa, these questions. So I challenge uh, Mr. Brett Rogers to, to get the MD onto his podcast. Uh, I, think, uh, I think I might just lose my J-O-B over this now. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, there we go, I'm just putting it out there. Okay, I'm going to have to do some PR and some legal NDAs and everything else. And I'll, I'll put in a good word for you. Okay, no, thanks, Amal Van. So yeah, everybody that's listening, that's... Uh, that's Van for you. She's been around for ages. She's uh, she's definitely the right person yeah, to get in touch with. But I'm not old. When he says I've been around for ages, it's not because I'm old. It's just because I, I'm a presence. Okay, part of the furniture. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, so hectic. Part of the assets in it. So yeah, love it, love it, love it. So yeah, we're going to have some links. Please click on the links. Uh, there's definitely, uh, obviously, the, the advice, the Facebook, the Twitter. So let's just, uh, everybody click on the links, start adding Van and uh, wishing everybody luck in terms of their future. But Van, thank you very much for everything and thank you for being on the podcast. Love you lots and thank you for um, getting me into the Microsoft ecosystem. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. uh, And uh, yeah, I'm very thankful. So thank you very much, Van. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Brett, especially. And yeah, big shout out to everybody who I know. I I love these Microsoft communities. And um, all the best, guys. Just keep happy. It's all you want to do in life. All right. Bye for now, guys.